And we are back with another edition of the Daily Dots. And joined, as almost always, with the brain trust himself, Mr. Chase Taylor. Um, not a lot out today. Markets were up because yesterday they were down. Um, didn't take out yesterday's highs, though. Not yet, anyway. We have two minutes to go here. But, yeah, s and is definitely not going to take out yesterday's high. Yeah. So, I, I'm... I'm, I'm Again, don't want to make too much of one or two or three day moves. Interested to see where we. I think tomorrow will be interesting, don't you? Yeah, why not? I mean, and actually, tomorrow there's like 11 D data points coming out. So 11 D. That's an official number, yeah. guys. It was a few today. That's kind of like the bull. You, you've you've brought that back into my into my lexicon. You're welcome. Yeah, and it's uh, that that is our local parlance, if you will, for for a lot. Yeah, and if you don't like that, eleventeen works too. Eleventeen, yeah. It's why all of the speakers, everything we have here in the office, it goes to eleven, right? It doesn't just go to ten. You've seen that movie, haven't you? A long time ago, yeah. Oh man, I got to watch that again. That was so funny. I my wife had never seen it, and I put it on, and she was dying laughing. She, it, it, it's, it's. Was that was that Mon- That wasn't Monty Python, was it? I. I don't even remember. I don't think I'm, it was. I'm like, I was, you caught me over here Googling it while I pretend I like have. I know what you're talking about. Nah, it's, it, I don't, I don't think it is him. Okay. So anyway, um, basically just retraced about 85% of the late day hammering or 75% of the late day hammering we got yesterday. Um, stocks are up because they were down. Got to buy the dip. Um, what, what, what else? What, what what else of note has come out? Like I said, we don't have really any so, real data that came out. But so we had we had the, the relook at GDP today, and it actually got revised lower um, from five two to to four nine, and kind of notable because folks expected it to stay at five two, and we we already like downgraded um, like consumption, and we did it again. We downgraded investment, like pretty much everything except government spending. We like impacted things, which got revised higher. Um, and inflation got revised down as well. So essentially growth and inflation got pulled back even lower um, on, on the, the third quarter look back, ex-government spending. Um, now the market doesn't care about that. And I mean, nor do I, because it happened you know a quarter ago, but there's still some information in that. Um, and the other thing, we had, we had KC Fed and Philly Fed manufacturing surveys out and the leading in, um, economic indicators, which... Those are pretty much what exactly as expected. They're still bad month over month and year over year. I think it's 20 straight months of month over month declines um, or monthly declines, maybe I should say. And then one kind of notable thing from the well, – Hold, hold on. Uh, we, we put, put that in perspective a little bit for us. What, what kind of – I mean manufacturing has been getting hit for a long time. Yeah. Um, how – how long does that typically stay that way, right? Like, if if we've been down twenty months, what is that in in historical perspective? I'd have to I'd have to like go back and look at it, but the, it is pretty long. I so longer in the in the GFC. Um, I, I noticed that just looking at it today, probably longer. Um, going back to some stuff that happened in like the seventies, but you, you know, what's, although that was kind of up and down, so maybe not. You know what's interesting to me, and I just realized this while 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 we were. You were talking. Remember, yes, the other day we were looking at M two versus the mm-hmm. M two chart versus all this other data points. You, you know what all of the economic data looks like? It looks like M two. 
I, I don't know. Well, you, yeah, like, kind of, like, kind of true, like yeah. not falling right. off a cliff, right? It doesn't look. It went, it went straight up, and then it's just leaking. Just, so. Yeah, yeah, and then just kind of this, this so far, this gentle where the pace it, it, it it's getting to an inflection point where it looks like if it keeps going, it could get a little hairy, right? But it's not freaking out. And it's above trend. It's above trend. Just like all the spending and everything. Yeah. That that is fascinating to me. That and it may that makes all the sense in the world. And like we were talking about yesterday, like the and the Fed just completely dismisses all things you know, M2 or, or monetarist related. Even though it I, I would argue it has a lot of explanatory power. In their and, and predictive power, actually. In their infinite wisdom. Yeah. The mon- the mon- well, the monetarist school is basically dead. There's like five old guys left. Here, here's the, here's, you know what, and the other thing that we just stumbled on, and I think it's a perfect way to sum up, I think, and, and you can correct me, but I think both of our opinions about this market. And it just came to me while we were looking at Micron, Micron stock. Micron's revenues are down. Don't quote me. I looked at it really quick, right? Somewhere between 40 to 50% over the last four quarters. Over that same period of time, the stock's up like 70%, 60, 60, 65, 70%. Okay. And it dawned on me and it, you know, you know how this is. It, I, I've realized this in other ways, but it just, something clicks with you just, you know, for whatever reason, it just resonates. This is, I think my, the, the, the nexus of my frustration with markets and asset prices right now. <clears throat> I had not noticed you're frustrated with them. <laughs> the outlook is uncertain, but all of these things are priced. And we've been talking about this for a long time, and I think it's one of the biggest economic misconceptions out there. And I think data over the last 20 months is bearing that out. I mean, I think we're getting proved right. The market's just ignoring it, which is when these guys talk about not going into recession, their next they, it's like their next assumption is we return back to, like in the case of Micron, we're going to return back to with the way things were rolling in 2021. That isn't happening. Forget about it. And that to me... Is where if you were going to go, what is your biggest negative on the market? It's that you're pricing in something that's not going to happen. Now, you may be correct about a soft landing. I'm going to bet against you just because it is it's happened one other time in completely different circumstances. Right. right? So I just think I personally think the odds of a soft landing are somewhere around 20 percent or less. That's the way I see it. But here here's the one thing that I would literally bet my house on. You ain't going back to 2021 numbers in the next 16 months. Right. I mean, that that it's was ridiculous. just a nutso blow off. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is what is the biggest. I think that and this gets into something that we have also been talking about that we have said for years. And I think you may have been the first one to say this. And I stole it from you because that's what I do to things that I think are intelligent. I'm a thief um, that I think one of the most confusing parts about this economic sat- setup is where we're coming from. Yeah. Right. We're so used to coming up a, a, a steady incline, right? In the nature of that, we're not used to this blow off top at the time, and then the slowdown. And everybody's like, "Oh, we're almost through the recession." You're like, "Guys, you're still you're still like sixty percent above trend, right? You it's it, it's you're all freaked out about a drop, but things will return to trend, right? I mean, like that's and and that to me is, or, or at least they should. Yeah. Yeah, they should. I mean, they will. It, 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 yeah, it's unhealthy if they don't, really. Yeah. And that, to me, they, I think that sums up. And and I and that's why you and I have been saying we're not uber bears. You know, that's not at all. I think there's 
great opportunities out there right now. I just think when, when you look, I, what markets are pricing into me is ridiculous. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just the stocks that are related to AI, right? People are like, well, no, it's all about AI. No, it's not. Go up and down the Micron ain't selling AI chips right now. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it just, it, you're just pricing in something that ain't going to happen. Not unless you start handing out stimulus checks and you go back to 0%. Yeah, and it, and it goes back to another thing we've talked about where it's like it's super bifurcated where you have these things and you look at where the valuations are just completely nuts in this in the clouds and then you can go find things where it you know that they can earn their market cap and cash flow in a few years like it, it's a weird weird it's a weird investment landscape. Yeah, you know the other thing too that is true and this has been true in other markets so I'm not saying but I just think it's especially true in this. And and I and I will say this with a, with a very high level of confidence. The things that perform best over the past five years will not be the things that perform the best over the next five. Furthermore, if you want to perform the next best over the best over the next five years, I'm hoping this is a shorter duration, but by definition, I think you're going to have to perform worse in the short term. And when I say short term, as long as this ridiculous expectation of the economy persists, right? We, I, I think you need reality to set in in order for that good value stuff. And, and we've talked about this, and I think it has a lot to do with investor psychology. Fundamental research isn't needed when you can drive, when you can saddle up to a dream machine stock and think you're going to knock out four to five X over the next eight months. Right. There's no need for the work. Yeah. Why, why, why would you, why are you looking for discounted cash flows? And like I was also saying, and you, this is always a late cycle phenomena, the more real and the more substantive a company is typically the worse it's going to do. Why? Because it's too defined, right? Like the earnings then become a problem. It's like a constraint. Like somebody was laughing the other day, like that show Silicon Valley. They're like, well, we're exactly. going to, yeah, you were you about to say, to say that. that. No, I don't think so, but I was about to say that. No, don't post earnings. Yeah. When you post earnings, it becomes real. Then they hold us to them. Right. And I think that that's, that's true. You know, like I put a tweet out that, that got a little bit more attention than I thought it would, but I referred to, I was like, look, I don't think Tesla's a fraud. I don't think they make a particularly bad product. I think they've got some quality control issues, but I think a lot of, here's the problem. The stock's a dream machine, right? The stock is what I referred to as a financial coat hanger. You, you can put anything on it, right? You can put any expectation. They're going to go like this because of self-driving. It's going to be the Cybertruck everybody's going to, they're going to have an automated taxi fleet. Just pick your story, right? It's like a, it's like a pick your own adventure book. And that's what people want. And until those things don't pay or until yeah. those things are valued based on their cash flows, I, I, this, I don't think that the appetite for value or cash flow will be there. This reminds me of uh, our Japanese pal, Masayoshi, who I, I, I it was some, written somewhere. I talked about what, when Adam Newman was running um, WeWork. He was like, yeah, we're going to lose like 500 million this year. I'm making the number up. And, and Masa was like, can you do a billion next year? Like he was like, let's like, we need to lose more because we need to grow faster. Yeah. So yeah. like perfect kind of encapsulation of the, you know, the insanity. And for those scoring at home, that, com that company went bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Masayoshi, he's, he's a, he's done this a few times. He's like, Talk about a guy that doesn't learn from your mistakes at the same time. He's built. He, really he, big, he, yeah. He keeps winning. He, well, yeah, but. It's weird. Yeah. He's like a bifurcated person. That's he like falls, He's an investor that falls upward. Yeah, it's impressive. Because, I mean, he's had multiple big blowups. That's going to be an incredible biography one day. It really – I'd love to watch it now because 
you I you can't call him a great investor. You also can't call him an idiot because he's blown up several times. He's but, not scared. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, in the and I mean, SoftBank, his company, I mean, it's still a really big company, isn't it? I mean, how big is SoftBank? Uh, massive, I'm sure. Are they in trouble at all? Not that I know of. They got but, a lot but, of, but I, got a like lot of not, investments that have gotten written down. Huge. Yeah, I'm not going to not going to pretend to like actually know, but I I, I want to say I I feel like he lost like eight. Don't quite. I'm totally going off the top of my head here, and this could be wildly inaccurate. But I want to say I feel like he he lost somewhere between like eight and fifteen billion on WeWork alone. Oh, I mean, he was in deep. But then you, the, but then I will say you go look at a bunch of unicorns that went public. Um, and you look at like the biggest shareholder and there it is SoftBank. Yeah. Like no, some, I, some like really good ones that are out. There was one I was just looking at the other day and it was like number one on the, on the stack there was SoftBank. I was like, Oh man, they've made a lot of money on this. So it's SoftBank. Like a, is, is SoftBank like a Berkshire Hathaway? Is that, is it, do they have a core business that they were? What? I believe it is a combination of, um, so they have, I know there's SoftBank group, SoftBank Corp. They have the vision fund, which is the, the arm like we're kind of really focusing on, but I think they have like a normal bank as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he has no problem rolling dice. That's for sure. Berkeley grad before we were born. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. So what else, uh, what else we looking at? I, so, oh, there's one thing I was going to mention. The the other thing that's fascinating about this. Sorry, sorry, but (laughs) I want to make sure you, you discuss this too. I want you to talk about it because you know so much more about this than I do. On the analytics, what does that surprise you when I say you know? No, no, no. I just saw that the uh, surprises me too. The SoftBank website actually has a, a biography, so not probably not like a book, but like a you know his bio. Yeah, um, I can't recall a time, and I'm not saying there hasn't been. I just don't recall a time when I've seen as many important things right at extraordinarily key levels. Right, we were going down at the indexes, the individual components of the indexes, the dollar what do you do you recall a time where you've seen as many technically significant levels across so many different asset classes and indexes and if and and, and what do you make of that uh, you know I, I hadn't thought about it until you said it but i would say no whenever i think of like the full picture of like all of like so many being added at the same same moment um I mean, I guess what you make of it is just, you know, it's a regime shift. The monetary policy is kind of like has taken us to this level where it's like the way I see it is, you know, going back to last Wednesday and the pivot has brought us to kind of the the kind of to the river. And like we're we're deciding whether we're going to cross it or not. So to me, I see all these charts. And they've they've taken, you know, the cavalry up to the river. And now we're all just kind of looking at each other, like waiting for orders. So. What's funny is the Fed has tried really, really hard to put the pivot uh, genie back in the bottle. And at last check, we were like 93% odds of still cutting in March, despite the fact that they've clearly tried to move the market off that. And the market just doesn't care. Same thing's happening in Europe, whether it's ECB, Bank of England. Everyone's just pricing in a million cuts. And like the central bankers keep coming out and like, no, 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 no that that's we're not doing that and then the market's like yeah whatever we're like we don't care this is i we talked about so it who wins this battle is is where what's going to decide what those charts do i think we talked about this yesterday it was if it wasn't yesterday it was the day before i and if you don't get the reference that's the river rubicon of course yes always <laughs> um what 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 blows me away about this is the stupidity of all of it meaning that you and i were having this discussion a year ago 
right? We, we were having this discussion a year ago about, th- about their messaging problem and how the minute, you know, they, 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 they've done this so far, they, the minute their whole, I, I think it started with forward guidance, right? It, in their efforts to calm the market, what they started doing is it just became another lag in, in monetary policy. Because when you're, when you're forward guiding, you're trying to shade into the future, you're setting expectations. So I don't understand how you don't see that as introducing even more volatility into the system. Yeah, I, that's what I'm writing about. I'm, make, I'm making like the like systems maps showing like the feedback loops and stuff right now because like it's it's so interesting to me the like, the way that they're messing up their own policy by running their mouth. Hey, well, like you had a good line the other day. You said they 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 are at the they're piloting a ship they do not understand. Right. And you we and, and it's so funny because you're sitting there, you know two guys that are not Ivy League guys. I sit there a year ago, we were saying that this is the problem they're going to run into. And why, and I don't say that to build myself up and stick my chest out and go, we predicted it. It's just why I couldn't right. at least kind of see it. If we're sitting here in a, in the, in the COVID bunker studio in Tacoma, Washington, and we're sitting there going, Hey, they're going to have a, they're going to have a communication problem here when they finally need to actually cut because they're going to drive the market ballistic. Yeah. Right. And then the other day he said, like, you can just see it. The market's like, yeah, we're not listening to you. My market's pricing in six cuts. He said you're only going to get three. Right, Mark's exactly. Like, we're not, we're not and, and he just—I mean—he went out of his way to be like, "Look, we we could still hike." Like, just, everyone's like, "La la la la." As soon as that part, well, I will say like Warren Pies showed, um, in in all the cutting cycles in history, if you don't get a recession, like stocks moon, like which which makes sense. Like, you go into a hiking cycle, you just kind of assume like good chance we're going to have a recession. So if you don't, if you really do get a soft landing, no landing scenario. Like it does make sense that stocks want to just go nuts here, um, but to the original point, like, well, yeah, but they, you haven't they, even they have to be hiking. so you much more careful with the communications, yet. and you haven't right. even started cutting yet. Exactly. That that's where I go back to what I refer to as financing conditions instead of financial conditions. Well, and, that, and and then the other part of it, historically speaking, markets don't bottom until six months after the first cut. That's the average. Now, again. Right. But that's usually because you have a recession problem. Right. And, 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 at right. least at the moment, don't. And again, I'm not sitting there saying, I think that you are looking at a period of time where you need to caveat historical averages more than ever before. Just because it 100%, is so, yeah. so unique. Right. You've never had a cycle this long. You've Using averages had, gives you a, average analysis. Yeah. Sure. Well, and you've never had a cycle this long. Markets have, you know, you've never gone this long without a real recession. We had one in 2020, whatever. Uh, d- d- and and here's why I say it. it, it so it, so hold on. If you have a recession and consumer spending, consumer incomes, consumer wealth, and debt issuance go up, you didn't have a recession, right? It's funny you, you mentioned that because Mike Green just had a piece recently, and it he talked about how you know we had the two quarters of negative GDP back in 22, um, and a lot of people were like, "Ooh, recession," and I was one of them. Th- that's the only time in history we've had two back back to back quarters of negative GDP and not had a recession. But the point he made was like, yeah, because you had the the Fed um like shifting monetary policy and you had gasoline get really cheap. So stocks went up and gasoline went down. Same thing that's happening at at this very in the last call it two months. Yeah. So like yeah, you, you would have probably had a recession, but you got the stick save from from cheap gas and, and high stocks. So it's the exact thing we're in right now. And and because the Fed comes out and over communicates, they can't actually get, you know, they're 
they have like this objective, this mission, and then they have this tactic they use to meet it, but they don't realize that the tactic they employ is the exact thing that keeps them from completing the mission. Yeah. I, it just, they, and they just won't adjust. They also driving with the brakes on. I mean, you know, the other interesting thing to me, and I, if you would have, if I would have sat back and thought about it, I, I actually would have thought that it would go the opposite way, but the fed seems to pay less attention now to the behavioral side of economics than they ever have. Yeah. Which is completely nuts because it's, it's grown so well academically and it's, it's like such a better examined field, uh, behavioral economics. And it feels like they just completely ignore it. They completely ignore it. Yeah. yeah I just did right. Consumer confident, all this, like you sit there and go, why do you pay attention to those stats and not pay attention as it relates to your own monetary policy and market participants? It, it blows my mind. It just, it blows my mind. I, Yeah. Anyway, um, anything else that we're looking at? I mean, it's kind of we're going to be we're going to be very quiet on data for the remainder of the year, right? Uh, no, there's a million things tomorrow. Um, the the two biggest will be the, just the personal income, personal spending. But you also have UMish, which honestly is just a giant waste of time, uh, and then like durable goods and all that kind of stuff. Right on. Well. That's about all we got. Oh, yeah, we didn't do the index. For those of you who don't know, I, I, NASDAQ finished up buck and a quarter, 1.3%, something like that. Yeah, looking at yeah, buck and a quarter, S&P about right at one. Um, small caps, 1.7. And then dollar down about 0.6, crude down a tiny bit. Um, and bond yields were up two to four bips across the curve. Did we did the two? Why was why were our two years up? Why was our two year plays up today? Then I would assume the two. Oh, that that I don't know. Okay, well, I mean we we were up one basis point on the two year, so kind of just whatever. Don't you don't you take that away from me? <laughs> and that and that was probably I mean jobless claims came in the day just super low, like as you would expect with financial conditions doing what they're doing. No one's firing anybody right now. Oh, we got jobless claims today. Yeah, those came in today. What were they? Oh, like just over 200,000 for initial claims. So okay. holiday season, crazy muted. Yeah. Not so and they're they're going to stay that way until stocks. If you get a, if you get a 10% move in lower in stocks, you'll be at, I think you'd be at 240 in no time. It, I think it really is that, that correlated at this point. You think so? Yeah, I do. And I've, I've grown into that. Like you and I used to debate that. Yeah. I, so I've come to your side on that much more of late. I just, I think that, I think the economy has become more financialized than this. Ever. Yeah. No, there's just no doubt. Yeah. So, all righty, you guys. Well, we'll have to see tomorrow. I think we'll have some interesting data out tomorrow. Like I said, I'm looking for and fully expecting a data bounce. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Won't want to miss it. Well, so we'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.